Starting, we're live. Yes. Hey, Miss Nancy, good to see you this morning. Keith, good to see you. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Bruce. Stephanie, hope you're doing better after that surgery. Depressing, where is he Allison. Hey, Miss Bonnie. Rhonda, good to see you. Gary, all the way from, let's see. Hey, Miss Julie. Good morning, Ms. Rhonda.
Good morning, everybody. Did you end it on me? All right. Just want everybody to know this morning, share. Go ahead and click the like button and share right now if you would. We're going to be having free giveaways today to our mothers, and so I'm excited about that. I've got a mini church here, all right, so in my living room. So it's good to have everybody with me here. And Pastor Brian's with us, Elaine and the Sanders on, you can't see her there, but she's on the keyboard over here. And so good to have them. Thank them for coming to be a part of this service today, a special Mother's Day that we're going to have. Now, as you can see on the screen, we love all of you, but we want you to do something now if you could. If you are a mother, just text the keyword mom in the comments right now. My wife is going to be taking those down. We're going to have a drawing here uh, shortly, and we're going to be giving away, I think it's eight gift cards we've got, I believe. It's $300 worth, whatever that is. Um, and so I'll be showing you those here just a little later, but we've got all kinds of them here, some uh, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, uh, Amazon, Cracker Barrel, and we got some $50 gift cards here, just visas on whatever you want to spend it on. So, yep, we're going to have a great time this morning. God bless you all. Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to sing a few songs for y'all before we get into the Lord this morning. Oh, 
you've done It's not because of what I've done But because of who you are Cause I am a flower quickly fading Here today and gone tomorrow I'm a wave tossed in the ocean A vapor in the wind Till you, you hear me when I'm calling
Praise God. Go ahead and throw a like, a heart. Share now. Share now if you haven't already done that. Also, if you're coming in now and you weren't here before, if you are a mother and you want to be entered into the day's drawing, I need you to text the keyword MOM in the comments so that we'll know you're a mother. I do this every year at our church. This is not Father's Day, so we're not giving away gifts to guys. Today it is about the mothers, all right? So go ahead and text that keyword, Mom. We have about $300 worth of gift cards that we want to give you from Gatfield Church today for watching uh, the show today or the service today. So. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory. 
this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. My Lord. Alenka sticks and sing a song for you. We're going to help her out. It's called Tremble Man. This is powerful. Everything will tremble in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every knee bow, every tongue confess that He is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
are realized. He is as close as Elena just sang to us. He is as close as the mention of his name. When we call on the name of Jesus, he shows up instantaneously. He is right by our side. Whatever our needs may be, and they are all different today, he is always there to help us bear our load. If we are tempted, he is able to deliver us from our temptation. If we are sick, he is able to heal us of all diseases. If we need a miracle, then God is a miracle worker. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Even my crowd here today. Thank y'all. I, I want to give us a picture today, and I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to portray our Savior as some kind of errand boy that just runs around at our beckoning call and doing whatever we ask Him to do whenever we ask Him to do it. I don't want us to think of Him as an old man with the cane, all right? But I do want to say that God is concerned about His children and He is always faithful to answer our prayers if we usher out of a heart of faith, believing that when we call on Him, He will answer our prayers. It seems that many times the reason that we fail to receive the answer from God it is not because we have not prayed. Oftentimes, it is because of a lack of our faith. It has never been a question of whether or not God is able to do something. For we all know today, all of us of faith who have experienced God through the years, we know that God is able. We know that God is all-powerful. We know that God can meet our needs. For, for by our text, we learn that with God, all things are possible to those who will just Believe so. So, if you will allow me, I just want to ask you the question today. So, if God is able, then what in the world is keeping you and I from our miracle? Because we serve such an awesome and mighty God. There is no lack in His mighty power. He has not been over with the staff as a grandfather figment, as some may think. He He's the God of the Bible. He is declared to be the Almighty God who knows. No limitations. He knows no bounds. He cannot be put in a space and contained. He is the ancient of days who fills up time and space. He is the great creator of this universe. He's made all things, including all that are in this room today and all that are watching. He has made us in his own image. And what God becomes to us, listen, it strictly depends upon how we really see him. It is about Perception, our perception of God is what makes all of the difference in the world. It was like the story of the young girl that asked her father, says, can you tell me how big God is? And, and, and to which the little girl says, uh, I just need to know this answer. To which daddy says, I'll tell you what, he's so big he can hold the whole world in his, in his hands, but he's so small that he can live in your heart. God is as big as you make Him is what it is. And so in our lives we find that same thing, that this God that we serve today, He's as big as we make Him. When we, when we doubt God, in reality our perception of God makes Him smaller. But as our faith increases, God becomes bigger. So the bigger or the more the faith is, the bigger that God is. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do we realize who we're serving today? Do you realize today, really, who you're serving? Now, I'm going to read this to you. I found this, and I, I just want to read it. When you think that the moon, because I'm not smart enough to know this, I promise you, so I found this. When you think that the moon is just 100,000 miles away from the earth, Pluto, the farthest planet in our solar system, is nearly 10 billion, that's with the B, 10 billion miles away. 
And traveling even farther, you can go 50 billion miles from the earth, is what scientists are calling interstellar space. And even it reaches distances that are impossible for us to imagine. There you find the Proxima Centauri, the nearest star to our galaxy. It is just a Sunday drive away, only 25 trillion, T, T, 25 trillion miles away. That's the nearest star to our galaxy. How many of you see stars outside? How in the world is it even possible, right? Just to reach that star by space travel, traveling at the speed of light, it would take an entire human lifetime for us to get there. And beyond that, we find what is known as intergalactic space, which is a space between the galaxies. And beyond that, there is absolutely nothing. There's just no end. It continues. Can you imagine a place where no human telescope could ever discover the contents of its black scape? A place where no human will ever set foot. A place where no human will ever go. Distances that are so vast and great that Einstein or no human mathematical equation is even possible to measure it. And then to realize that God is bigger than that. For he fills time and space. And then to realize that just the mere whisper of God's voice created every bit of it. For God spoke and it was. It wasn't anything for God to structure this vast universe and everything we'll ever discover about it. It just wasn't a big problem for God at all. He never even broke a sweat. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah right now. Listen, God doesn't struggle like we struggle. God showed Moses in the deliverance of the Israelites. You recall the story that he was mightier than Pharaoh and all of Pharaoh's armies and chariots and horses. Who would have ever thought that the Red Sea, and I had the dimensions of that, I think it was 2,200 miles uh, long by at one, the biggest point, I believe it's close to 1,200 miles wide. Who would have ever thought that this vast sea would have parted and on the ground, which should be wet, I mean, that's just, I mean, it doesn't take a scientist to understand that. You put water in, in, in dirt and you get mud. Am I not right? So it parts, not only does it part and stand, and there's two walls on either side where they are crossing at, but the ground has become dry. They're not bogging down. Their sandals aren't getting muddy. Who would have ever thought that this God could do that? But he did. Studies tell us that it literally took a nearly two to three million, however many there were, but there were several million Israelites during the exodus of Egypt that traveled across there. This is what studies tell us. It took six to eight hours, wherever they were crossing at, at that certain width, it took six to eight hours for them to be able to cross. Can you even imagine that? And for those six to eight hours, God just kept those walls standing on either side. What a mighty God. Which He doesn't struggle like we struggle. He shows Joshua that he's bigger than the walls of Jericho and every barrier to his victory. For at the sound of a trumpet and marching around seven times on the seventh day, the walls are going to fall down. See, God's showing us today that there is no wall that Jesus Christ cannot break down in your wall. I don't care what you're dealing with today. I don't care what you're going through. I'm glad to report to you today that Jesus Christ doesn't struggle with it. He can tear down that wall. He can break hold that, break down that stronghold in your life, whatever it is, because that's how powerful and mighty this God is. 
He shows Jehoshaphat. Some battles don't belong to man. They belong to God. And with God on your side, victory is certain. You cannot lose when Jesus is on your side. Praise the Lord. In the New Testament, after man had not heard for God, it's 400 dark years is what we're called from Malachi to Matthew. There's nothing that's going on. There's no prophet of God. Sin-separating power has took a hold on the world, but angels herald the coming of this Messiah. His name will be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. And then Jehovah God steps out of the of the shadows of the eternity of time, and he comes on the scene, and he brings Jesus, who is a deliverer, to show us that there is a God that is certainly more than enough to meet every one of man's needs. He opens the blind eyes. He unstops deaf ears. He calls it the dumb to speak. He makes the lame leap. He causes the dead people to rise. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach this gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That is the power of God. God is supreme. God is over everything. No other God can compare to our God. So allow me real quickly, scripturally, to show you a few of his positions. According to Isaiah 61, he rules the heaven. The Lord said, the heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. He rules the earth in Psalm 24, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all of them that dwell within it. He rules kings of the earth. For in Proverbs 21, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He can turn it wherever he wants to get his will done. God has the power to change men. Aren't you glad for that today? He rules the elements according to Proverbs 30 and verse 4. He declares to the wind. He grabs them in his fist and he throws them where he wants. He binds the waters like a garment. He's established all the ends of the earth. Jesus rebuked the winds and the waves on the tempest sea and, and they obeyed his voice. He, he rules over enemies. Elijah understands that even in the face of the insurmountable odds that were stacked against him, the Syrian army surrounds him and his servant. And he says to the servant, he says, the angels of the Lord are encamped around about those that fear him. When, when all the servant could see was the enemy. That's the perception he has. And in this moment, his faith in God is weakened. And he doesn't believe that there's victory to be had. He believes that they're going to lose. But, but the man of God saw God bigger than Gehazi could. And he says, let me tell you the way I see God. What I see is fear not. For they that be with us are more than are with them. And he says, listen, I'm looking around and I don't see what you're seeing, servant. What I see is a God that has circled us and there's chariots of fire everywhere. God is here and God is going to deliver us. And Elisha prayed, Lord, open up his eyes that he may see. The Lord opens the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain is full of horses and chariots of fire Round about Elisha. Praise God that he rules over his enemies. He rules over Satan. Satan today is defeated. He rules over death. Don't fear it, child of God. We just celebrated Easter morning. We should celebrate it every day. That death has no hold on us. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. For he rules over death, hell, and the grave. 
When I think of my God, just to give you a little more before I close, I'm going to give you a little more about him. Our God is the peace speaker and the problem solver. He's the miracle worker and the heart mender. He's my provider and my supplier. He's my shepherd, but he's also my son. He's my sword and my shield. He heals all my diseases. He forgives all of my iniquities. He's holy and highly exalted. He's merciful, but yet he's majestic. There is nothing that is too hard for him. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the captain of our salvation. He is altogether lovely, and Jesus is his name. Herod couldn't kill him. Learned men could not baffle him. Politicians could not bribe him. The Pharisees couldn't trick him. Pilate couldn't touch him. The devil couldn't budge him. The cross couldn't keep him. And thank God the grave could not hold him. This is who my God is. There, there is no sickness that my God cannot cure. He is bigger than AIDS or Alzheimer's disease. He's bigger than arthritis or anorexia. He's bigger than bulimia or bursitis or cataracts or cancer. He's bigger than depression or diabetes or emphysema or epilepsy or hepatitis or, or heart disease, melanoma or migraines, tuberculosis or, or any other drug a disease that you want to call, you name it. Go ahead. You can name it. You can write it in the comments and be assured that God is greater. There is nothing that my God cannot cure. For according to Isaiah 59, 5, He declares to us, by my stripes you are healed. If God is able, then believe that. If God can heal, then trust Him for that. By His stripes we are healed. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to leave you with this thought. All we have to do, and the question is, is if God's able, then what's keeping me from my miracle? I do trust God, but yet there's a story in the Bible that tells us there was a man one day that trusted God, but he said these words. He says, Lord, I believe. God asked him, said, do you believe? All right, the centurion. Do you believe? To which he responds to Jesus. He says, I believe, but help or heal my unbelief. There was a struggle internally to where he says, I want to believe, but the flesh in me, the human side of me does not see where it's possible. There's times, whether we want to admit it or not, there's times that we get there to where we say, yeah, God, I believe you're able. I believe you can pay that bill for me. I believe you can work out this job situation for me. But on the other hand, we're looking around and what we're seeing, it doesn't look like God's there. It doesn't look like any miracles are around us. It looks like that we're just going to lose the battle. It is in those moments that we have to connect. Connect. Does anybody know what connect means? Now, now I'll give you an illustration. A car battery. Now, I'm, there's a red and a black cable. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, there's a lot of things I can do. There's a lot of things I can't do. And I'm going to tell you one thing that I don't do, all right? I'm not a mechanic. I'm going to go ahead and tell you all that right now, all right? Now, if my battery in my truck need to change, sure, I can get it done. you got more issues than that, please don't call me because I cannot help you, all right? I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'll, I'll text a number to you. It's not me. I'm not the guy. But my mother, on the other hand, now she would crawl up under a hood in a minute. I've seen her crawl up under, says his mother, say, I mentioned, and so she'd crawl up under the hood and she would fix it. I mean, the car would not crank and it's more complicated than the battery. I mean, something in the transmission or the motor's messed up or a spark, all kinds of different things. And she's up in there fixing that thing. So I learned a little bit through that, but by no means am I a mechanic. But there's something about connection. I do know that if, if those battery cables are not connected, all right, then we ain't going nowhere, all right? You, you disconnect. 
You know, I, I, I've had family members that have told me that I'm struggling with the family member that's going through onset dementia. It's such a hard time. It's a struggle when you deal with this. It's sad to see our loved ones go through this. Onset dementia, and, and then eventually Alzheimer's disease, which basically takes all of, of all of their capabilities really to be able to, to remember anything going on around them. They may remember the past, but when it comes to really remembering that moment, they just they're, they're, they're likely to forget with that disease. Now, I had a family member that told me one time, said, I've got a family member, and what he's doing, he's trying to get in the car, and, and he had actually got in the car and, and drove down the road. Now, this guy's on the, on the edge of Alzheimer's, and he's driving down the road, to which it is, is scaring them because they don't want to do that, and to which they say, I've tried to hide the keys, but he's found the keys. And so when he finds the keys, he goes, gets in the car, and he drives around. I'm afraid he's going to hurt himself for somebody else. Do you know what my suggestion is to them? I didn't tell them to tie him up. What I told them to do, I said, just disconnect the cables. Because once you disconnect the cables, and there's no connection, there's no power to start the vehicle. So to my understanding, that's what they did. And so every time he'd go in there, he'd try to crank it, only to think, my car's broke down. But what it was was simply a connection, a lack of Connection. I was a teenager. I had a truck. And from Mama crawling under hoods, I had learned something. And so one day I get in my truck and I go to crank the truck to which the truck doesn't even respond. It's just like, just one little, and then it's gone. And so the first thing that comes to my mind is, it's got to be the battery. battery. I, know how to, I know how to work on a battery, all right? So I'm going to check the battery. To which I open up the hood. When I open up the hood, I see that there's rust and corrosion all around those caves. So I knew what mama used to do. So I grab a knife and I pull off the cable and I start scraping. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. You scrape off them cables, get the rust off of them, and then you put it back on. What it is is there is a lack there. Can I say it this way? There is a bad connection. There's some of us today, and I'm afraid, the reason we haven't got our miracle, or it's not because we don't trust God. The problem is we've just got a bad connection. Do you understand? See, there's some people, they never talk to God, they never pray to God, they never fast to God, they never do anything with God, but when they need a miracle, they come to God, but let me tell you, there's a bad connection. You've got to get connected before the power can get to you. And so I'm trying to tell somebody today that if you're not connected with God, if you haven't been seeking God, start doing it again. Amen. Pray again. Believe again. Trust God again. And when you start doing that, when your faith connects with Him, miracles take place. Listen, your faith, when it connects, things begin to happen. Now, I was looking up the definition of the word faith, and it means this, the ascent of the mind to the truth of what is declared by another. Now, I'm going to say that again because you probably missed it. The ascent of the mind to the truth of what is declared by another. Another definition means resting on his authority without any other evidence. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith says that even though I cannot see this miracle Faith in God tells me I know the miracle is right around the corner. It is over my head. God has already supplied my need. So in other words, what faith says is God has already said it, and I don't need any proof of it because I know if God said it, He's going to do it. I, I was speaking with the guys here today, and I told them to put my makeup on before I started today. I needed my, my blush. Uh, and uh, I've been shining at church, and Brian's trying to get me to put some on. I just refuse to do it. 
another drag queen. Listen to me, folks, I'm telling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is fake, fake. As I was sitting here today and I was telling them, I said, you know, televangelist. I feel like a televangelist up in here. We got a, I call it our studio up in here. You know, we got everything set up here all nice and neat. And I think about that and how often that people through television, oh, if you can just, you know, send me money and this, that, and the other, then, then your faith, you know, connects and God's going to do some kind of miracle. I'm going to tell you plain and simply, all you've got to do is pick up your Bible, look at what God has already said. You don't need another man or woman to give you a new prophetic word. God's already spoken over your life. All you've got to do is believe that word. It happens. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, see in Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if I start to say again, I say I'm closing, Pastor Brian. All right. Again, I say that. <laughs> again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father, which is in heaven. Did you hear that? If two people. Two people. Is there anybody watching right now that I got two people that can believe together for yes. one miracle? Somebody may put a comment and say, I need my daughter to be saved. Then I need one more person to say, God, would you save her daughter? It is at that moment a connection has been made. And God said, when two can just agree on this, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. The woman had the issue of blood. She's trying to fight her way through the crowd. Jesus didn't touch her, folks. She touched him. She simply touches his garment. Jesus never did anything. All right? She touched him. We wait around on God to touch us. When God is saying, I need your faith to touch me. He's got the faith. He believes. He's the creator of faith. All I've got to do is touch him. And when she touched him, when she was connected. She was made whole. If two folks can connect and agree, then victory is on the way. Deliverance is on the way. A healing is on the way. A miracle is on the way. Revival for a church and for a pastor is on the way. If we can just get two people to touch and agree that my God is actually able to do it. Now, if you allow that if you, if you, and somebody said, well, you know, I, I, I prayed one time and God didn't answer my prayer, or, or I tried this out one time and it didn't work. Our mind goes back to a time that we asked God to do something for us and God didn't do it. And because God didn't do it, we don't, now we doubt His ability. Can I say to you today, if you allow that to happen, your faith has already failed. I want you to listen to me. It has never been a question of God's ability. I need you to grab this as I, as I come to an end. It has never been a question as to whether or not God is able. God is able. It is not whether He can or cannot do it. The question is the level of our faith in connecting with a God that is already able. Acts 3 is an illustration of the New Testament church's healing ministry. It's simple. He looks at a man that's lame and he said, rise and walk. Don't tell me your story. Don't tell me how you got there. I don't care if it was your sins, your mama's sins. I don't care what you did, what you said, where you've been, the lifestyle you've lived. It is simple. Just rise and walk. Can I tell you, you don't need to hear everybody's story and the messes they've made. All you need to believe is that there's a God that 
can change them and change their story. Hallelujah. Man, I feel like preaching today, guys. I'm telling you, God's good, isn't it? Amen. So today, if God is able, what's keeping you from your miracle? You are. I'm going to say it again. Everybody ready for this closing? Bam, drop the mic moment. If God is able, what's keeping you from your miracle? You are. I am. Because once my faith truly connects with this God that is so capable, it's at that moment that it happens. I'm going to pray right now before we drop. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch whoever's watching today. Father, there's people right now that they need a miracle in their life. They need to be touched by God. I pray blessings over them. I pray, pray blessings over their family. I pray for those that have wayward children, Father, right now. There's mothers right now watching this today. And, Father, they've got children right now that they've been praying and begging you to save and to change their life. I am asking you in Jesus' name that you would reach down and hear that mama's prayer. I'm asking you, you would reach down and touch that child that has grown wayward today in a prodigal in the name of Jesus. There's those that need a touch in their body, healing in their families. God, hear their prayer right now. Let our faith connect. I believe, Lord, that you're able. So, Father, if the listener can just believe right now that you are able, then two have touched and agreed. And it is at that moment that a God that can do all things but fail is here to answer their need. So today we place them in your hand, believing that miracles will happen in the name of Jesus. Somebody ought to shout amen. Now, are you ready? I need my names. I need a bucket. Praise the Lord. Hope everybody's ready. My wife is getting the bucket. Who wants to come back on the stage and help me? Stage <laughs> on the set and help me. Elena, you want to help me? Come on, Elena. Come on, Elena, help me. All righty, here we go, guys. Now, what's going to happen? We are going to draw. You sit down. Get the light. Now, what we're going to do, we are going to draw whenever we draw. If I say your name, then all you're going to do, you can you can put, if you don't feel comfortable putting your address there, which I don't blame you, I wouldn't either. What I want you to do is just message that to, to Jimmy Purdue, personal message, or you can send it to Gatfield Church. We'll get either one of those, and then Miss Sandra will make sure these get mailed out to you this week. All right? It's that simple. The first one we're doing is a $25 gift card, TJ Max Marshalls. Home Goods, I have no idea what Home Goods is. I don't know what Sierra is, and I don't know what Home Sense is. But you got a $25 gift card. I, I bet they'll use TJ. All right, let's go for it. And the first name is... Oh, this is not planned, folks. Sandra Nicholas. The Lord just blessed her. All right, let me get one more of those away. No. Church before. Ever. Because she never puts your name in. See? 
There you go. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Belts for twenty five dollars. I think we ran out of moms. I don't think she ever put hers in there. She didn't. Why not? She could get them. Don't look now. Right, what we got there? Miss Rhonda Gray. Stick it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Just stick it on there. All right, now I have a $25 to Amazon. Ooh. Let's go for it. 25 for Amazon. <laughs> Hamilton wants that. Oh, yeah. Tina Batson. Tina Batson. God bless you guys. All right. There we go. And some of you guys, we have your address, I think, but just send it anyhow just to make sure we got the right one. We don't want to send it to the wrong person. All right, folks. There you go. This is, a, is this 25 to this too? Is this 25, Jim? Um, yes. 25, the Cracker Barrel, America's Restaurants. Miss Betty McClure. That's Rex and Rex's mother. Okay. Miss Betty. God bless you, Miss Betty. I'm glad to see you. You enjoyed that card. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Who we got there? Oh, Miss Audrey Keith, congratulations. You just won a $50 gift card. $50, wow. God bless you, awesome. I got two more $50, two more. Here we go. Way down in Hamilton, they want y'all to know. Hey, it's everybody down in Hamilton. All right, Miss Gwen McKinney. Congratulations, Gwen. $50 gift card. And who's going to be the, we could say lucky, we're not supposed to use that in church, are we? Who's going to be the blessed one? Okay, last person, here we go. Nice. Miss Carol Monroe. God bless you guys. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Sandra, come play. Let's see. Let's see one more course, guys, as we as we exit out here before we leave. Let's go to um. Which one y'all want to do? Let, let's just end with you alone because I my voice is already shot. I can't do tremble. She don't know that. Yeah. Let's just sing this course together, and we're gonna we're gonna close. Everybody enjoyed the broadcast today. Thank you so much for taking your time to watch this. You long deserve my worship. Somebody on You long deserve my praise. You long deserve my worship. You
you today. Thank you so much for watching. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day. May God bless you. God bless you is our prayer.